Hi all, this is RV Empath and you're listening to the podcast RVE for the HSP. Welcome. It is January 8th, 2021. And how are you doing? As I like to say, there is a lot of energy out there. So focus on what you're doing, which is linked to how you're feeling, which is linked to what you're thinking. And, you know, be conscious of having as many thoughts as possible that are related to being calm and balanced. Because that's really super important. And even when aiming for being calm and balanced, we most likely land up in some sort of um, area that's like between that and total panic. And that's fine by me. <laughs> that's okay. Um, Getting as close to that as possible is the dream, and it is achievable. Some people can can stay there for like really long periods of time, and they're like the monks and, um, you know, meditation um, experts (laughs) and uh, people like that. You know, whole bunches of people can do it, but... At any rate, um, there are only a few people who truly dedicate themselves to the art and skill of uh, meditation. So, you know, good for them. Good for anyone who really, um, you know, moves forward with their natural skills and talents, particularly if it's grounded, if it's grounded in good. And remember right now how important that is especially being highly sensitive, connected with God, universal energy, God being shorthand for good. Look for the good. Um, Pray in whatever way that means to you. Um, Mostly it's like having a a conversation with uh, divine, with God, universal energy. So, um, yeah, there you go. You know, that's a good start. And then, What was my point? Uh, Shifting. When we do feel bad. And framing it in uh, in a a calm and balanced way. (laughs) Just next step kind of logical, healthy uh, decisions and actions are what's necessary right now. So that runs the gamut. Just do what you know you need to work on for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Here's the kick in the butt. Bop. Mwah. There you go. Bop. I'm trying to do some kind of sound. I don't know. There it is. There's the kick in the butt for you. I need it too. I've got stuff to work on. We all do. Get to it. All right. That's my little pep talk for the day. Let's see what's happening um, uh, astrologically. I know it's a busy day the 8th, we've got Mercury moving into Aquarius, Venus moving into Capricorn, the Sun sextile Neptune, and then we've got that Mercury square Mars. That's happening at the end of the day. Uh, All right, so (laughs) um, 
what uh, I'm getting distracted because I'm thinking I should probably mention it's like you know Pacific time mountain time I mean we're talking about when I refer to times it is um, in that time range so depending on where you're listening <laughs> look it up google it but at any rate Mercury square Mars at the time of this recording isn't happening for um, a while yet but we're approaching it so certainly we've been feeling it for a while and once it um, gets exact then it starts to uh, the energy starts to um, you know dissipate or whatever at that point on but we're still going to feel that <laughs> I'm babbling a bit oh my word we're still go- we're, we're still going to feel it for like I don't know how long I guess it kind of differs from a few days to uh, a few weeks even probably about like a week and a half I mean both of these planets are pretty fast moving Mercury and Mars so um, but squares call for some sort of action so again kick in the butt to work on whatever it is you're learning thinking uh, communicating um, and how that relates to personal goals and what we want to move forward working on Mars is hard work as well as Saturn I mean but it's an energy that can be used toward uh, accomplishing something that is difficult it's it's a very proactive energy that's the word I was looking for yesterday kind of taking initiative or like you know you have that extra oomph to help you make the phone call you don't want to make do start a new exercise program that you've been putting off um, that kind of stuff you know etc etc apply it in your own life so great we've got mercury now in Aquarius which is all about uh, innovative thinking humanitarianism kind of a certain punk rock vibe um, freedom creativity we've got Venus in Capricorn which will help with all these dense kind of Saturnian authority figure um, under the grindstone kind of overcoming obstacles that really you know we've been through it that's what 2020 was all about man year of the tower year of Capricorn energy oh my word so having Venus in there will lighten everything up which is great Venus is um, peace love social harmony justice beautiful things values morals um, healthy self-worth yay and then the Sun sextile Neptune Neptune can be about um, healing karmic energetic cycles I mean that certainly is happening and uh, the Sun is us our egos personal goals new beginnings so you can google any one or all of those aspects yourself and read more about them as well as the Mercury square Mars but like I said just work towards something today and that will help uh, relieve that energy let me take a look also to see if there's any other advice I have um, there is a, a small trine happening pointed at Pluto 
and Capricorn, which I was not aware of. I'm just seeing it now. And uh, that is its sextile and also the sun. Right now it's happening uh, with the sun, actually, in Capricorn. Sextile um, Neptune in Pisces and the moon in Scorpio. So that's that's really good. And the sun is moving toward Pluto and will be conjunct Pluto in a few hours. So that is a way to deal with the stress of that square that's happening today as well, is to focus on the sun-Pluto energy in Capricorn, which is hard work. <laughs> hard work. We're still working hard. That's all I said, like, throughout 2020. I'm like, work it, work it, work hard. It's still happening, peeps. Even with Saturn moving into um, Aquarius, <laughs> there is still stuff to work on. But hopefully, the energy around it has shifted to a lighter kind of vibe. Yeah, which is great. Thank you. I'll take it. I will take it. If we have to work hard either way, we might as well work hard you know, feeling good. <laughs> that's the way I figure it. So that's my advice. Work, work, work it. Pluto transformation, healing our shadow side stuff, power control issues, blah, 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 blah. And uh, looking out over the weekend, we've got Venus trine Mars tomorrow. Yay. I talked about that a bit yes in yesterday's podcast. But that's great, of course. Venus and Mars, I mean, being in trine, which is a positive, beneficial aspect. So that's very much getting balance between the feminine and masculine energies, like the core energies of what those words mean. There can be, there's good energy flow, and that's always a good thing. We've also got Mercury conjunct Saturn so in Aquarius so again work 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 it who look just be busy as long as you keep yourself busy with valid kind of healthy actions and um, which is focusing on the self you know really healing the self I mean that is that takes work so if you keep busy with tasks cleaning, exercise, learning something new. Um, I don't know what, fill in the blank. Blessings come from that. So busy equals blessings. All right, just keep, you know, figure out what you want to work on for that day and do it just a few tasks. It's not like staying busy 24 seven because that's mm -mm. nope, that's not what I'm saying. It's like every day get like two to three things done or do, you know, two to three tasks that move you forward and they can be small even. It's, you know, you just got to feel your way through it and then um, that's enough. It's like, and then focus on resting, healing in, in different ways. But you know, like every day work and rest <laughs> and um try to laugh and and play and have some adventure too to heal the inner child in all of us so wrapping up uh let's see sunday what's going on 
there is a semi-square between Mercury and Neptune eh, and um, a semi-sextile between Venus and Saturn so that's cool um, those are smaller one is a smaller kind of frustrating aspect and the other one is a smaller uh, positive aspect in which opportunities we can um, find them or move forward in them uh, using our natural skills natural talents and learned skills so again it's involving Saturn which is more work that's okay hey on the 11th which is Monday we have Mercury conjunct Venus or um, Jupiter in Aquarius that's cool that is happening on Monday so we're definitely starting to feel that along with Mercury Mercury sextile Chiron and Jupiter sextile Chiron on the 11th oh my word remember Chiron's all about healing healing anger and rage specifically so sextiles are positive aspects in which again natural talents and learned skills can shine forward so let's all look forward to this good dose of benevolent energy from Jupiter Jupiter is um, very the great benevolent like very good positive vibes um, but Jupiter is also an expander so we really want to focus on what we would like to see grow and not focus on you know bad vibes because the sextiles are there that's very positive so that's good because it it heightens the um, the healing so yay and then there's mercury square Uranus retrograde on the 12th oh my word next week is and Venus square Chiron on the 12th and on the 13th we have that new moon in Capricorn no wonder they were saying that new moon is pretty big there's a couple of like big squares right before it but the squares are surrounded with um, the positive energy and then because there's Venus semi-sextile Jupiter that's the last aspect before the new moon on the 13th so that's really good Venus semi-sextile Jupiter yum that's a good aspect um, gosh and on the 13th too there's Mars square Saturn oh my word oh my word the 13th is huge now that I look at it Venus trine uh, Uranus retrograde that's cool Venus quintile Neptune that's cool quintiles point to inner places of genius there's also the Sun quintile Chiron oh my word oh my word oh my word it's pretty slam-packed so we'll talk more about that next week um, but definitely be thinking about what you want to work on this new moon in Capricorn is who we are in the world our reputations our relationships to authority figure figures large and small including ourselves how we have authority over our own lives um, who uh, long-term goals careers so definitely be making plans as to how you want to move forward 
career-wise um, and how and you know how how you want to live who you want to be so it's good stuff I mean it's the time to really kind of get try to get clear and if you're not clear then again meditate clear your mind do things that help support you getting clear and that might mean talking with a, a mentor seeking some kind of positive therapeutic support um, someone you can talk to or watch on YouTube about the you know how to how to get clear I bet there's videos how to get clear you know on what you want or there's articles or something and also I always say the number one one way is connecting with God universal energy God being shorthand for good I mean as you know as we go within to a place of being like centered right so yeah right now I just feel like I'm kind of babbling let's just move to the guidance cards do, do, do. I hope that was helpful you know just stay positive keep working on stuff it's all about you know, I guess that's what I wanted to say just to get through the weekend you know um, and through next week it's all what I said earlier work focus on the good rest heal there you go um i'm now going to ground and shuffle the cards and energy for the highest good of all most benevolent outcome for all i encourage you to take a moment to clear your mind and do some conscious breathing and i'll be back shortly thank you Okay, I'm back. So today and... Oh, okay. A card flipped over. I was going to say today and over the weekend, what listeners can uh, keep in mind. It's Seven of Pentacles. Patience. Just what I was saying. Getting clear and making a plan. This can be about making a definitive plan as to how to move forward. It can also mean taking some time to reflect on what has been done already and then making a few changes to continue proceeding forward. In, in the Rider Waite uh, tarot, it features a guy who has been tending plants like crops or flowers of some sort, what have you. And he's leaning on his hoe tool and he's kind of pondering and kind of watching looking at what is is starting to grow and so it's a time of you know you're not pushing forward but you're kind of figuring out how to move forward now in the Osho Zen Tarot the card 
features a beautiful pregnant woman surrounded in in beautiful um, colors of the whole color spectrum luxurious fabrics there's flowers blooming all around her and water imagery and she's got the phases of the moon above her and this you know is also kind of making me think of the new moon that I was talking about so we're still all in that energy of all the powerful moon action we had over 2020 like the eclipse season I think it's still going on if I'm not mistaken so look more into it if you feel called but you know the, our moon the moon and how it moves through the zodiac every month is very interesting and the moon itself is very interesting how it affects the tides here on earth and um, and other energetic cycles it's really cool now the king of pentacles flipped over abundance yay so we're making our plans as to how we can better be the king of abundance in our own lives and that applies to all genders right so it's all about health wealth home hearth family um, prosperity uh, knowledge land um, but I mean that is <laughs> it's really being on top of all things in our lives feeling good on all levels when it comes to family uh, love satisfaction uh, good health I'm telling you that just speaks volumes I mean really um, but also having enough money and financial support to be able to live a life where you're not scared all the time uh, about finances that's also <laughs> a very beautiful thing I um I know a little bit about that myself because I had an inheritance that I lived off of for many many years well no not many many years it was seven years total but um I didn't have to work and I didn't have to worry about how rent was being paid and I lived in a pretty expensive city San Francisco at the time so um, that was a great gift and during that time I was actually able to quit drinking and go back to school and I paid for school myself it was a whole process going back to school too because I had I dropped out of college and then I went back to college and then I dropped out again and uh, and then a good chunk of time passed about 10 years or so and I endeavored to go back to finish my bachelor's but in order to do that I had to take a math equivalency course or something in community college because I hadn't properly taken like any math courses or something so uh, I took a, a a math course but it was interesting I don't even know what the heck it was called like qualitative something or other it was like doing formula work with symbols like letters um, and figuring out problems uh, 
with that, but it wasn't like traditional algebra or um, it, there were also numbers included as well. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I've always struggled with math in the, in the past when it comes to geometry, um, algebra, that kind of stuff. But I really excelled at this particular course. And I'm telling you, the teacher was fabulous. So I don't know. I don't really get it. People who, um, you know, crap all over community college because I had a great experience there. Um, and it was really quality um, education too. Or at least, you know, I didn't, t I only took the one course. So, but I'm just trying to say it's like a worthwhile thing. Um, so, but it all depends on the student too, right? Because I was dedicated. I, uh, I got an A and I really like, it got to a point where I wanted all the points, you know, when you, when you actually get in a mindset where you are doing well in a subject when it comes to school, I had never experienced that before. Like not only being an A student, but being an A student to the point where I actually argued, I argued points. I don't remember like the specifics, but I think I, I won it too. I don't know. It's weird. But so everyone can be a good student is what I'm trying to say. Cause I wasn't before I wasn't a good student, but another thing to be argued too, which is something to take into mind. I mean, look, nothing is ever all one thing or all the other. You know what I'm saying? It really can't. It's so nowadays you, it, it needs to be understood that the, a middle path needs to be found or some sort of like compromise. Um, some may argue that I did well. It, it, I think the reason why I did well as a student was a bunch of different reasons. You can't say it was all one thing or all another or whatever. It, it was all these different elements of my life coming together. But one thing was I did pay for the education myself. That was the first time in my, you know, college career that I paid for it myself. But I was also more mature. Um, I was older and I had been out of school for many years. So I had a new fire within me to go back, right? And to learn. It's a bunch of stuff. At any rate, it's just interesting. What's my whole point? Oh, I was I was talking about how I, I was blessed enough to be able to live life um, without having to worry about money for a while. So I know what that feels like. And it's it's a wonderful blessing. Of course, since then, I mean, <laughs> um, uh, my husband and I, we went through, an, you know, a bit of a nightmarish hell in terms of finances. So I know, actually, I know what it's like on both sides very much. Plus growing up um, as a teenager, I witnessed my father lose his job and we grew up in, I grew up in like upper middle class neighborhoods and uh, suburbs. So growing up in sort of a, a wealthier kind of environment and losing that or watching my parents lose that, um, you know, living through that was also its own thing. 
So I've had all kinds of situations when it comes to money, and it's just so important to realize that money itself, it's, it's the prosperity and abundance that one feels on the inner that is separate from money. That is what's most important. Um, absolutely. So hopefully we'll talk more about that as we move forward. You know, the whole time I've been talking about this spiel, I've had the King of Cups card in my hand. That must have fallen out. <laughs> and I haven't even talked about it yet because I, t I got too distracted with telling my story. Um, but yeah, I was still talking about the King of Abundance or the King of um, Pentacles. And ha so having that feeling of feeling sec secure financially, it's important to kind of cultivate having that feeling when you're still in a place of not being, you know, financially secure on whatever level, or you're not where you want to be. And sort of finding the abundance and prosperity like wher wherever you are on whatever level I think that's important because that can grow um, money can can come eventually you know I'm still working that out myself that's what they say there are plenty of new age type people and others healers teachers um, coaches um, who they say absolutely that once you get your energy right, then financial prosperity follows. And you know, I, I see it happening. I mean, I, there are personal stories that where you can, you can hear a person talk about their own experience. There are uh, people who have put out courses on it. Again, talk about billion dollar industry, right? There are actually religions that kind of tout that whole mentality too um, so yeah there you go anyway I'm still holding on to this king of cups healing yeah I guess this is all about healing healing try to be happy like wherever you are I think that's important that, that is important to me because I said I'd I've watched and seen people live lives of abject misery, and I uh, refuse. <sighs> so, um, what else? You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about, I had a, a wonderful mentor named Sharon, beautiful inside and out, really wise, very spiritual. And she went through a recurrence of um, the, some sort of cancer to her, oh, I'm kind of blanking on the adrenal, adrenal gland. I think it was adrenal cancer. And there was a time when she went to Hawaii to visit her daughter. She was pretty ill. And she had an episode there that hadn't happened before. Um, but I guess she had trouble breathing. She had some kind of um, breakdown where she needed fluids and what have you. And she formed relationships with the nurses there while in Hawaii. 
And at some point her trip ended and she came back and my husband and I picked her up at the, at the airport in San Francisco. And I remember she said to me that night, I think, that she wished she had stayed in Hawaii because the nurses offered her, I believe they said, hey, if you want to stay, we'll help you, you know, find a place to stay and get it all set up. Plus her daughter was there, I'm sure she could have gotten some kind of support, but maybe she didn't want to put that on, on her daughter. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm realizing that that's the first time I thought that because it made me so heartbroken to hear her say that. It's like, get the frick back on the plane and get back over, get your ass back over there. I totally was like, do it. Go, like, why not stay in Hawaii? Because she wanted to. She wanted to. The opportunity was there. I don't get it. But I do get it because Sharon was suffering from issues having to do with um, self-worth. She was deeply injured by the relationship with her own mother, and she felt rejected by her own mother, and that, that's a hard wound to heal. Um, I know another woman, too. She's the one who was diagnosed with breast cancer. She had stage four, and she's the one who helped diagnose me. I said, I was talking to her, and I said, I've been wanting to get a mammogram for years for a long time and she goes do it get it done just like that and not 10 minutes later I I had an appointment for a mammogram um, this was near Parker in Arizona at the time we were at a um, something called the van build you know I was part of this whole RV community it's super cool and I think it's going to get really big now too because there's a movie that's coming out starring Francis McDormand uh, that's all about like the RV community and a uh, one woman's experience joining it and it features uh, Bob Wells who's another guy I want to talk more about um, look him up he's super cool anyway I'm getting off track. Um, I'm getting so off track that I forgot what I was saying. Let me think for a moment. Oh yeah, Becky. Yeah, so, uh, so that started my path to getting diagnosed and getting treatment. And I'm forever thankful to her and she passed away um, Gosh, I don't know how long it's been now. Maybe a year and a half. And um, she had a very deep mother wound as well. She was rejected by her mother and didn't feel loved. So if you're dealing with that, absolutely 100% get help. Whether it's... Um, because I think it also deeply affects men, the relationships with their fathers. So whether you feel you know but no matter what gender you are if you feel rejected by your father or if you feel rejected by your mother get help that's probably the biggest number one inner child injury i think there can be um, and that definitely falls in the category of subconscious stuff stuff that happened as infa infants before the age of five that we don't even remember 
if you remember, you know, a, a hurtful or harmful or um, rejecting kind of energy having to do with your mother or father as a child, like after the age of five, then it was definitely going on before the age of five as well. You know what I'm saying? There is stuff there to heal. So get on it because it's very important. That's a serious wounding because they were both be like awesome people. I mean, Sharon is one of the most special people I've ever met. So I'm like, who cares if your mother rejected you? <laughs> Obviously, you're meant to be here for a reason. You're here for, for me. She affected my life in such a positive way. It's unbelievable. So, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, you're, you're here. Um, if, if there's discomfort and strife and, and trials with personal family, then we're meant to heal from it. Um, so, you know, figure out how to do that and heal through it and grow, you know, in positive ways. However, that translates to you. All right. Wow. Okay. So nothing else is coming out in terms of the cards. Um, but we are dealing with, uh, I saw the eight of swords earlier, and now I see the five of cups. So this is grief. This is places in which eight of swords is totally where on the inner we are um, trapped and bound. And I mean, that has to do with inner, inner pain. And, um, so take off the blindfold and you can see your way through. And the important thing to remember about Eight of Swords is that there is a way out. There's an opening. But the, you know, the woman, the figure on the Rider Waite card is kind of like usually is bound up by the hands and has a blindfold. But some cards depict, you know, there is a way. And certainly if she were to walk forward, even on the traditional Rider Waite, there's an opening of the swords. So, but the thing is, it's very uncomfortable because when you can't see and when your hands are tied, even though you can move forward, it's a little um, harder because you have to feel it out with your feet, right? Uh, but that's possible. It's, it's possible she can also get on her butt and like scooch forward, you know, even if she's scared of falling or whatever, you know, find a, figure it out find a way but if the less the thing to keep in mind is that there is an opening she can proceed forward and there are a lot of depictions on the binds you know she can figure out how to undo her hands and stuff or the the binds are already starting to fall off so um remember that or you know certainly fall on the ground and then rub your head so that you get the blindfold off <laughs> here it is eight of swords again bottom of the deck Wow. And then there's uh, three of swords reversed. Wow. <clears throat> oh, my word. So we have, um, they're all here showing up. Eight of swords, three of swords reversed, which is healing our grief and heartbreak, despair. But then there's two of swords, schizophrenia. There's the devil card, conditioning five of swords comparison okay so like all this like the hardest of swords energy which is our mind our inner minds wow Be but then there's the ace of swords showing up 
consciousness. So it's like the Ace of Swords. There's a way out because that is truth. That is enlightenment. That is blessings from God. Universal energy. That is clarity. Clarity. Breaking through the mists of the mind. And it features a Buddha with the uh, third eye being like a very bright star. You know, I just read somewhere that there's... I think there's a... I don't know. We'll talk about astrology more next Monday. But certainly there are very bright stars in the sky. (laughs) So, you know, meditate. Clear out the mists of the mind, peeps. Make the right choices for yourself. Choose healing. Choose temperance. Choose balance. And quit procrastinating. Quit clinging to the past. Look at the good in your life. Look for it. Turn in. Meditate. Listen to your inner voice. Listen to guidance. When it, from God, universal energy. And we are getting through it. See the way through. Start fresh. Look for new friendships. New connections. As we continue climbing our mountains. Toward the sun. Unblocking our blooms. Uh, making that leap of faith, moving through our days with balance as we start this new chapter in our lives. Forget about chapter, hold new books. This was a very powerful reading. Thank you for all that you are and do, and stay tuned for more. Look up rvmpath.com, Astrology Bear, Affirmation Bear on Alexa through Amazon. Free yourself from fear, the fear rocks, and how they can help. Also on Amazon, $9.99. And stay tuned for, like I said, there's more good stuff happening. So as always, I send you love and peace and wish you to be safe and well. Mwah.